If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome back to our third episode of Girls Take On Law. This week we're going to be talking all about finding your feet in the legal world, getting those paralegal legal assistant roles and how you can really be confident in those jobs. So we're just going to jump straight into it and Lauren's going to read out a dilemma that we received earlier in the week. Perfect. So yeah, this is our first ever email dilemma so quite exciting so this lovely girl said i was just wondering if either of you could provide some tips on being confident in your first ever legal role i'm applying for paralegal slash legal assistant roles for straight after university and wondered how you managed the jump from uni to the working world finding your feet and asking for help etc any tips will be much appreciated i think this is a really interesting question and i think it's something a lot of people struggle with or worry about when they start that first legal role confidence as well is such a tough thing to have because i think it really depends on a lot of aspects you either initially have it or you don't because i think it depends on your personality your experiences that you've had in life whether you're you know an introvert an extrovert all these different things but it is something that you can build on you can grow and We also kind of want to make it clear as well that anyone and everyone needs to train in their new jobs. And this doesn't matter on your confidence levels. This is something that's always going to be happening. You're going to be constantly learning the first few days, weeks, months, even years, you'll be learning new things. So don't mistake the fact that you don't know something as something to knock your confidence because, you know, you deserve to be there. You are good enough. It's just that you're training and that's normal. You're not expected to know everything. So in terms terms of confidence of the work itself I think that's something that grows and comes naturally with the job you know it's normal to feel out of your depth out of your comfort zone and yeah I think we've both experienced that in many different ways I think throughout our own careers so Lauren did you want to touch on that at all? Yeah I think it's something everyone feels absolutely I think I've there's definitely been times when I've started a new role where I feel absolutely out of my depth you kind of have you have good days and you have bad days don't you where some days you feel like you're smashing it and then other times you literally feel like you don't know anything and 
you don't even know where to start on a piece of work um so i think that's that's just something that's really common definitely and i've 100 percent experienced it especially in my new role it's something that i've never done before i've never done any corporate work sort of in practice until now and i'm slowly learning things i'm picking things up but i do get those days where it is overwhelming i think i don't know anything and with it being virtual i think it makes it that much harder because you're not around people to ask them a little question or just oh quickly can you check this on my screen it feels like asking questions and asking for more guidance feels like a bit more of a big deal because it's virtual and you have to you know either type out a real long email or pick up and make that phone call disturb someone it makes it that much more difficult but I think for your confidence levels you have to reach out you need to ask how to do something get feedback because you won't grow and learn if you don't do that so I think even when you feel overwhelmed and out of your depth you just have to give it a go ask for help don't obviously ask to be spoon-fed you need to you know try things but it's okay like people aren't expecting you to know everything perfectly that's what being in a new job is all about you have to learn you have to get out of your comfort zone and yeah I think we have quite a few tips really on things that we've both done that we did to achieve that confidence in the workplace so we're just going to share a few now so the first one really is one that I really like to use and that's having a to-do list so have a clear written note of the things you have to do that day different tasks it just gives a bit more of a better structure to your day and it stops you getting overwhelmed with tasks in your head and thinking oh god I've got this and that and all these different things to do if you can see it sometimes it makes you a bit more calmer about what you've got to do yeah so our second tip we've got for you is speaking to your supervisors and colleagues and asking for those challenging pieces of work because I think everyone knows this that when you're almost thrown into the deep end that's when you're going to learn the most and that's when you're going to grow the most in your role and actually if uh, yes it might be a challenge to begin with yes you might get a few bits wrong to begin with but feedback you can take that on board you've just got so much ability to grow and you'll gain that confidence once you've done those more challenging tasks and you'll actually begin to feel more confident in your abilities yeah and I think also getting feedback on those pieces of work as well because having that criticism that's constructive it just means you you know what's right what's wrong how something should look and then as you say the more you do it the more you feel comfortable with it you know yeah definitely and I think also maybe getting to know your team on that more personal level you know chat to them about their weekends their hobbies if you can all go for lunch you know a bit of team bonding because I do think you know the more comfortable you are with the people in your environment and who you're working with the more you'll actually shine through because you'll feel more confident asking questions talking to them finding out more about the work and what you're doing what they're doing so I think having that rapport with them is going to in turn build your confidence and make you a better person yeah and I think another really big thing that I I know I mention all the time to people is celebrating those small successes um, and really celebrating those wins even if it's not a massive win if you've just got like sent your first email that's not like you've not had to have it checked if you've just got a piece of work back and your supervisor said you've done really well in it all those things I think are so important to celebrate so for example this week um I've been working on some reports on title I had a really really complex one a few months ago and it didn't go amazingly in hindsight there are definitely so much that I learned from that piece of work but this week I had one back and there was absolutely no amendments I got it 
completely right and don't get me wrong that took a few times i have done a few over the last few weeks and um, but that sense of achievement that i'd taken something i've taken that feedback so i had a meeting with my supervisor after the piece of work we went through it all and um, she told me like where i could learn and where i could do better in future fast forward to now and um, i applied all those and it went really well so i think those kind of things are just so important to watch yourself grow and the same so i personally like to keep um, a diary log of all the work that I've been doing over the last few months and um, so I just have a really simple word document I write down the tasks that I've been given to do often if I get positive or negative feedback I'll also make a note of that especially when I need to improve and um, because over time I think it is really easy to forget what you've done and just how far you've come in your role especially if you are really busy you just kind of like chugging along churning out work and you you don't have that time to reflect on just how much you've grown and how much you've done since that almost first day first week when you've been given your first ever tasks and I think when you do sit back and look at all that it really does help your confidence for sure I think being able to see your capabilities grow that's massively going to help and I think as well aside from work again is getting involved with things and pushing yourself out your comfort zone so whether that be committees that are within the firm or within the company that you work for so that can be charity committees social mobility committees you know organizing events also things like clubs so for example I know people within my firm go and play football together or they go running and I think it just gets you meeting people sort of that you don't necessarily work with directly it helps you grow your confidence because again you're putting yourself in a situation that you're not used to you know as they say nothing truly great ever comes from a comfort zone so yeah always push yourself where you can i love that and i second the getting together with your colleagues doing something different i think that's a really great thing to do um i so a lot of you know that i work in house so it's really important that we actually develop our relationships with other parts of the business so for example for a couple of like at least a year i think i joined a running club with a couple of the directors from my company we used to go out before work and it was tough to get up in the early mornings but I just think back and I learned so much. You hear so much wisdom. They're really interested in what you're doing. You learn about other areas of business or even if it's colleagues who are maybe in a different department to you if you're working in a law firm or really it can kind of relate to any sort of job role you're in. I just think that's a really great way to get to know more people and then gain your confidence because you're feeling more comfortable in your role. Yeah, for sure. So I guess just to summarize really that we are pushing this point of confidence and how to gain it and why it's important. But I think one of the key things to take away from why you need this is that, you know, in your careers, whether that's at TC interviews, at assessment centers, at these different places, you will be tested against your confidence. And the reason for this is because as a solicitor, if you don't have confidence in yourself, then your client won't have confidence in you either. It's a two-way thing. You have to have that. And clients can tell if you don't believe you're good at your job. For example, Lauren, weren't you telling me the other day a conversation that you had with someone within your company that was discussing this? Yeah. So actually just last week, I was kind of having a mini catch-up performance review with the director of legal of the company I work for. And it was actually a really interesting discussion. So I quite like to get feedback of where I can sort of 
of like where I've done well, what I can improve on. And this point he was saying that actually to just grow my confidence, especially in my ability to do my legal work and actually just how important it is to have that confidence. And I think that echoes Gabrielle's point about clients. So I currently work in-house now. I don't really deal with many clients. My client is the company, but I will be moving to working for a private practice firm when I start my training contract. So that is something I definitely know I need to improve on and I know skills I need to grow to have that confidence so that the clients have confidence in me. And it's not, I guess it's not really something I've had to think about often, but hearing him say that, yeah, it really just made me think that you want that person to have the confidence in you that you're going to do it right. And that's how you win new business. And when you're at networking events, you need to sell yourself. So I think, yeah, I think that's why we really are banging on about confidence because when you just come across confident, you just sound so much better. People just have that faith in you as well. Definitely. And for sort of an experience from my point of view, from my previous role at Shoesmith, is we spoke to clients on a daily basis. You know, we were talking to them all the time. They wanted updates, what was happening with the case, answering and also asking complex questions. And sometimes we would have to seek their instructions, but on something that they wouldn't necessarily understand. So you had to have the confidence to know what was going on, how to explain it. But also in the same breath, as a trainee and sort of as a paralegal or whichever role you may be in, sometimes it's not necessarily what you say to the client, but it's how you say it. Because there will be times that you don't know the answer and that's okay but you need to say it in a confident manner so if you said to a client for example sorry I'm not sure the answer to that one so I'm going to check with the partner on the case and I'll get back to you now that comes across so much better than if you picked up that phone and kind of went um sorry I um um I don't really know uh, and laugh you know that's obviously a really dramatic example but the difference between those two you're going to have a client that's sat thinking this person doesn't have a clue what they're talking about as opposed to someone that's thinking right they're training they're going to go back and learn and they'll come back to me you know it's it's a bit extreme but it shows that that confidence in how you come across and portray yourself to a client makes a huge difference and as Lauren said you want to be winning those clients you want to build a rapport with them and you want them to have that faith in you so in conclusion I think confidence is something that if you don't necessarily have it initially then you know take the tips build on it it is something that will grow over time but in your initial stages you know fake it till you make it it will come and it will happen completely second that okay so now we want to talk about training contracts and how there's this pressure to have one straight after university or even earlier and and securing that in your second year final year and we just kind of want to touch upon the fact that it's not necessarily the be all and end all to have one straight away but actually potentially maybe getting junior legal roles you know before getting that TC and how that has so many benefits not only during your TC but also for the applications too so Lauren do you want to start with some benefits that you know we found having those legal roles before gaining RTCs? Definitely so I think um, firstly it's actually really knowing that the legal industry is for you so I know a lot of my friends have actually done their law degree they've started working as a paralegal and found that actually they don't really like a career in law or the opposite they absolutely love it and they go on to do their training contract etc but I think really knowing that that is what you want to do actually really knowing that you want to be a solicitor and that is what you want to do is so important because you've got this career for a really long time and you want to enjoy it definitely I think you want to be doing something that you love and 
as you say, it's a, such a long career. You don't necessarily want to be getting into that, really not knowing anything about it. And I think another positive is that as a paralegal or a legal assistant, these roles really make that transition into a trainee that much more smoother. You know, the skills that you use during that time, they're invaluable as a trainee. So you instantly go into that role more confident, you feel more ready, as opposed to going into a training contract having never done anything. You know, not saying that doesn't work out. Some people do it and they absolutely thrive. But a lot of the time they thrive as well because they've had previous work experiences that help them in that. So our point really is that having experiences, whether that's legal or non-legal, before getting that training contract is what really allows you to go into that much more confident. If you finish university and you go into jobs, you know, like hospitality, retail, all these different jobs have transferable and valuable skills that, again, will help you with your training contracts, will help you with all those applications. Me and Lauren have both had part-time jobs that I think really allowed us to gain that TC. Things like waitressing, retail, we both still work in the pub part-time even now. I worked at Pete's Hut from 16 and I think the skills from that is far away from law as it is. So many skills from that help, you know, in my applications and something that I talked about quite a lot in interviews. And Lauren, you worked in a letting agent from a young age as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So I worked um, as a, a letting agency as a Saturday girl from 16. I literally ran the office by myself on a Saturday. And even just things like answering the phones and sending emails, I know even now some of my friends absolutely hate answering the phone or calling someone yeah I did it so often it's literally like second nature to me and it's all those kind of transferable skills that you don't even think are relevant to law but are just so beneficial like I I know I just can't even explain how beneficial just working in a pub you know those customer service skills as you said pizza hut I'm sure you dealt with some difficult clients who you know really wanted their pizza (laughs) yeah like I mean anyone I think who can relate to the working a pub or waitressing you get some difficult customers and customer service is something that is so integral to a career in law or any career you're going into that you're is customer facing or client facing I just think that it's just so important and I think sometimes people overlook those like within themselves that they don't think their CV is as good as it could be but actually if you've been working since a young age and in different roles as you said hospitality or retail you can really boost up your CV and go into those sort of like entry-level jobs and showing those transferable skills to then continue to work your way up. Definitely there's so many skills from those as you say that are really overlooked I've I know I spoke to a lot of my mentees that say oh I don't have much going for me and I look at their CVs and I'm like you have so much going for you and I have to almost convince them I'm like recruiters love this stuff like they really do and as you say all these different things as well build your confidence so one sort of tip I would say is if people are looking to build their confidence and push themselves out their comfort zone because you know you've not spoken to many people that are strangers essentially get yourself in one of these jobs where you are customer facing because you have to chat to people constantly people you don't know it builds you know your ability to do small talk and have these meaningful conversations as well with people and over time it just as you say Lauren it's second nature it's just natural so don't undervalue and put yourself down with these roles because they are incredible to have absolutely and I think if you are applying for legal roles or any kind of roles do you really sit down with your CV and try and pull out those transferable skills I actually have reviewed three CVs this week just helping people out and they have some really great stuff but they kind of just list that they worked in, I'm going to take your example, they worked in Pizza Hut. And then they didn't tell me 
or tell the recruiter what they gained from that and what they actually did. Yes, or the opposite of what I found in CVs is some people just list their skills, you know, just what are their skills and they just list them but recruiters need to see okay you say you have them skills but where did you get them from you know demonstrate how you got those where did you gain them what made you have that skill you know i think it's having a combination of the two so you know whoever wrote the cv i looked at and the one that you looked at kind of need to come together to make yeah. that perfect cv answer you know you talk about where you worked but then talk about what you did in that job and then by doing that what skills did it gain and then if you want to push yourself further you know come back full circle and say okay how will that help you in the role that you're applying for that in turn that little extra sentence will boost you so much higher than those that are just listing things absolutely and also again just on that point is tailoring your cv to the job you're actually applying for so normally most jobs will have a job description if you can use your cv and tailor it to each application and talk about okay yes my role might have been in pizza hut or a letting agency and i learned these transferable skills through doing this and how that actually ties in to what they're asking you for i think just makes for a really strong cv definitely i think tailoring things whether that's be cvs cover letters everything has to be tailored and i think to be fair one day we might do a whole episode on our tips what we do because we do review a lot and we have wrote a lot ourselves that have been successful so if that is something that people do want to hear a bit more obviously in depth then let us know in our email address and we're more than happy to you know pull an episode together that will help you with applications so yeah moving on from that then aside from non-legal roles legal roles don't necessarily just have to be the word paralegal or legal assistant either you know any job within the legal industry is incredible experience to have whether that be as an admin assistant a case handler a receptionist all these things allow you to have your foot in the door and that actually in turn opens up much more opportunities than you initially think because first of all you gain a true insight to how a firm works even if you're not necessarily having the title of a paralegal but also once you're in promotions are so much easier I can't stress enough how much easier it is internally to climb the ladder than when you're an external candidate so if there aren't you know legal assistant roles going near you or paralegal roles don't put off things like admin or case handler because they really are beneficial and I'm exhibit A of this you know I started off at Shoesmiths as a pre-dialer I honestly rang them and just said could I have some unpaid work experience and once I got there I worked so hard that they actually gave me a job and since that point back when I was 17 I've worked my way up internally to an admin assistant then a case handler you know to a paralegal to where I am now and you know as a future trainee so that's kind of one thing that I really want to push is if you're going for these jobs don't rule out anything because once you are in there honestly the world is your oyster there is so much that you can gain from just having your foot in the door absolutely when I started at my um, in-house job I started on a three-week paid internship and I've been there three years now so work hard impress you have no idea where that can take you and I think people undervalue and underrate those years of working and working hard and finding what career path is for you because especially now there is so many routes isn't there into law so you went into the in-house route and although you'll be moving to private practice that that route for you has been amazing for experience so far and I say the route for me I chose to go into private practice straight away but I didn't necessarily know that was definitely for me I just went into it and ended up 
loving it. So I guess my point is to just trial things out. You know, there's Silex, there's TC, there's in-house, there's being an apprentice. There is so much more to a legal career now than what used to be out there. There's SQE, there's so many things. So just trial something. You might go and you might love it. You might go and you might hate it, but you'll never know unless you try. So don't necessarily rush for this TC. It's not the be all and end all if you are unsure. It's not something you have to have straight out of uni the world's your oyster just go for it just trial things see what works for you and it'll all work out definitely and I think all those skills for and experiences from uni to a TC or if you're doing the SQE or if you're doing an apprenticeship or Silex are some of the most important years of your life because they'll not only make you a good lawyer but actually a great one and that's what makes you stand out in the applications that you're doing definitely because this is talked about a lot I think which I actually love because I'm a real advocate for it as well is that you can't rely on your uni grades anymore to get you a training contract. They are amazing, don't get us wrong. First two ones, they're incredible. And people work hard to get them. We definitely did, and we're proud of them. But the thing to notice is nowadays, every candidate will have one, and it's almost just a tick box at this point. So you're not standing out. So we're saying that the years that you have of experience, no matter what experience that may be, is what's going to put you ahead of other people and what's going to let you have those interesting interviews, those interesting applications where recruiters are seeing your personality, seeing the life experience you've had, and that's when you'll really stand out. For example, my A-levels are absolutely awful. I got CCD, they weren't fantastic, I really didn't enjoy my time during my A-levels, but look to where I've got now, and I would say I've got there from my work ethic, the experience I've had, the impressions I made, the networks I built, all these different things. There's so much more that you can bring to the table through your experiences in life than just grades. Now, I mean, Lauren, for example, you got incredible A-level grades, like you're the complete opposite, but in saying what I'm saying, do you think the grades that you got in A-levels were what got you your training contract? Absolutely not. They definitely weren't what got me my training contract. I think so many people worry about A-level grades and don't get me wrong, like yes, work as hard as you can. Um, I'll always be an advocate for work as hard as you can, but it's it's definitely not the be all or end all. I mean, I had so many other different things on my CV that I honestly, I'm not even sure my A-levels got much of a look in whatever they were. Um, and I suppose I know that's easy to say that I did get good A-levels, but when I was in those interviews, they didn't ask me about my A-levels. They asked me about all the extracurricular, all the, like my paralegal work, you know, all those things to them was so much more important and so much more topical to talk about in those interviews that I think I I just I worry when people think it's the end like it's not the end and I know for example like okay yes I got pretty good A levels but some of my first year uni grades for my LLB they are not amazing so take for example I actually got 54 in contract law um not the best not great at all I did overall come out with a 2-1 in my law degree but again I think because I had other stuff on my CV when I was applying to those firms that actually they almost overlooked them because of everything else that I could bring to the table but yes I'm not saying at all don't work hard always work hard but if you do get those bad grades like sometimes exams just don't go very well or a topic just isn't massively for you there are so much more you could be doing so please please don't be disheartened touching on the university point I remember and I I know a lot of people talk about sort of bad grades like first and second year and in their third year they pull it out of the bag if you're in your third year and you don't get a good grade 
that's still okay too. You can still do amazing. I remember in my final year, I ended up getting 55 in equity and trust. And I honestly could not stand that module. I didn't like the way it was taught. I just, you know, I just didn't gel with it. And sometimes it, that just happens. And as you say, exams don't go well. Modules sometimes don't go well. Your lecturers, you don't learn well with them. You know, people teach differently. And that it happens in life and that's okay. And I still came out with a 2-1. And as you say, still work hard, put in as much effort and work as you can. But if it doesn't happen, you can pull up your CV elsewhere. As we keep saying, get involved in other things, extracurricular, you know, do a charity event, organising something, whether that's extra work. It can genuinely be anything and it won't stop you in life if you really want something that that much if you really want it enough you will work hard and you'll get there it never those grades never stop me getting through to assessment centers and just as a side point those assessment centers that I got through to they asked for grades of AAA and AAB and sometimes even higher and it again it didn't stop me because I was bringing more to the table than just my grades so don't be put off applying to firms that are requiring higher grades and higher experience than what you have because it doesn't mean you're ruled out still apply and show them why you should have it you know prove to them what you've got that other candidates haven't yeah we always say that show them exactly what you bring to the table because the likelihood is you bring (laughs) so much more than (laughs) we do but the likelihood is you bring so much more to the table than your grades and especially if you're working on all these extracurricular you've got like part-time jobs you've done pro bono you know all those kind of things like they're amazing points to talk about when you're in those applications when you're in those interviews you want that interviewer to be interested by you and there's so many different ways that you could do that yeah and, and sometimes I say as well not having a TC straight out of university is a blessing in a way because I think you actually look out for more opportunities than if you had one for example when I went into my LPC I hadn't secured my training contract yet but in turn I was still looking to do things that were boosting my CV so I took the time to get involved in pro bono as you just say I did things extra at work that I wanted to do you know I put myself out there more it's it's just one of those things that if you don't have one you look for those opportunities whereas I think if I had one sometimes you do think oh well I've got that and it's secured and it's ready to come so I don't I'm not doing any more applications I don't need to do much more does that make sense it's not like I don't think I would have made this legal Instagram account we probably wouldn't even be here on this podcast if I had my TC back then because you know I was looking for all these extra things to do and get involved in and in the end I've obviously loved everything and I've enjoyed it um I loved pro bono that was incredible but yeah would I have gone for that if I already had that TC I don't know you know who knows no one will ever know but yeah <laughs> I think don't put yourself down if you don't have a TC straight out of uni it's okay it doesn't mean you'll never have a TC you know work hard have those experiences and you'll get there absolutely I couldn't agree more okay so I think that draws us to the end of this episode thank you so much for listening and we really hope you enjoyed it as always you're more than welcome to email us dilemmas you will always remain anonymous so don't ever worry about that and we'll see you in next week's episode (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.